love loves love when we love like love. First John chapter 14, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 16 starts off with this. We know how much God loves us, and we have our trust in his love. <laughs> God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So the title of this sermon, Love Loves Love, because God is love, God loves when we love like him. That's really what the title of the sermon is really about. But I need y'all to hug yourselves quite a bit today. So we'll be there. Let's keep going. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will be not afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in the world. I want us to see this picture real quick. Many of us kind of live on that right side of the screen, your left, my right, <laughs> right? Part of that kind of low esteem of ourselves, we don't always love ourselves well. A part of it is because we're imperfect. And we have enough grace and enough mercy for everybody else's imperfections, but when we think about ours, we really don't have enough grace for that. We look in the mirror and we don't like stuff. I didn't get the grade I wanted on the test. I did not make the team and I was trying really hard. I was working for this solo and I missed up on this note. Dot, dot, dot. And we find ourselves struggling with loving us. Just need a real human to like agree that that is my life sometimes. Yeah. That's not just you, teenagers. I know sometimes that feels that way. That's not just you. All of us have that. All of us have that. But what that portion of scripture talks about is that when we live like Christ in the earth, which is full of love, then we can have confidence, not arrogance. There is a difference. That's kind of why I like this, this one picture on the right. It's this idea of carrying this cross, this reminder of Christ on my heart. And when I live that way, I can have confidence because the truth is that idea of my imperfection or the fact that I'm not good at everything I want to be good at or I don't look the way I want to, it causes us to be in fear of punishment. Not just punishment like you lose the switch for a week. Not just punishment like you can't go out 
the weekend when you want to. Social punishment. How many of you have ever been in class or in a meeting and you have a thought or an idea and you want to say it, but you stop yourself from saying it because you're afraid of what will happen when you do? Will they laugh? Will they think you're stupid? Will they dot, dot, dot? That's punishment, too. And when we live like Christ, which is to love, I can have confidence in how God has designed me. And the truth is, if I'm just worried about trying to get it right all the time, I oftentimes end up like the left picture. Feeling shame. Feeling like I'm not good enough. So the first thing is a little note. God loves you. I know we Think about it. Yeah, see? Thank you, Lisa. She got it. <laughs> Just a couple people getting it. God loves you. I was at uh, Tribes Church a few years ago, um, and there was a sermon by uh, Pastor Julia Newman, um, and it was God likes you, was the most profound thing I had heard in years. We know God loves us. But I don't think we oftentimes believe God likes you. God wants to be around you. Even with your imperfections, even with pimples on my face, even with thinning hair, even with my waistline expanding, even when I fail a test or I just get a B and I was trying to get an A, even when I get passed over for a promotion or my hair swells in the humidity. <laughs> there's no point in which God does not like me, which I need that to sink in because you've been living your life like God loves us. Yeah, but I need you for a second to just so let it sink in. God likes us. God wants to be with you and would not just hang around because of obligation, but wants to be our friend. And if that is true of creator God, and I'm struggling loving me, then it's not something on the outside that's the problem. I'm gonna change how I feel about me. If Creator God, who fully understands perfection, loves and likes me when I'm imperfect, then it's not the things that I need to fix that are going to make me better. It's just not. It is actually loving like God, me, that allows me to accept the good God has for me. That might feel weird. I know, because some of us have been taught that we're garbage. But we're not. You're not. 
Yeah, you're imperfect, but you're not worthless. Yeah, you don't always get it right, but you're still valuable. And when we can see God's love in us fully, then I can love me too. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. The last thing is this, this, it feels random to say this, but it's the last verse in this little section. We love each other because he loved us first. That may not seem profound, but just like you judge whether or not you like you and love you in the morning based upon what you do, don't do, we do that to each other. The beauty of what it is to be fully embracing God's love is that it's unconditional. You didn't do anything to get it. And there isn't anything you're going to do to mess it up. Which is something, the the second part is harder for us sometimes. There isn't anything you can do to make it grow. And there isn't anything you can do to make it shrink. There isn't anything you can do to change it because God loves whomever God wants to love and he chooses to love and ain't got nothing to do with you. (laughs) It's not about you. This is what God wants to do. He gets to choose what he wants to do. And we just receive it. So I can wake up tomorrow morning on cloud 10. Not nine, I need 10. Cloud 10. And then with half an hour, be arguing with my siblings and late for school and like not performing well at work and have the most garbage day of my life. And God's love has not shifted one bit. God's luck has not shifted one bit. Well, what about when I sin? God has the capacity to be disappointed in my actions and love me. I know that I don't always think about it that way, but God's love doesn't shift because I sin. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, he wants to correct it. Yeah, he wants us to live in a way that brings glory and honor to him in the earth. But if the love is unconditional, there's nothing that I can do that changes it. And because nothing changes it, I can be confident I can be confident. I can walk with an esteem that says there is a creator who loves me regardless, point blank, period. And that's what motivates me to love others. I am overflowing with love. (laughs) I have so much that it kind of just spills out. It's not even that I'm trying. Yeah. 
It just spills out. You get the love that God is constantly pouring on me. And I get to unconditionally share you too. So when you are doing great and it's all good, I celebrate with you, but my love for you doesn't grow. And it's actually a really good thing that it doesn't because when you have a really bad day, you're going to need to know my love didn't shrink. Without that, we are insecure beings, constantly trying to earn something God is just pouring out, constantly trying to earn something that we should be just pouring out, constantly working to get something that literally is already ours. Like it's like trying to re-earn the car you own. <laughs> it's yours. Just drive it. <laughs> trying to do more chores so you can get the bike or the switch you already have. There isn't anything that we can do to change it. So just accept it. Go to the next slide for me. You can love you because God loves you. No, that is not something that we always think about. But I want to challenge us with that. From every age, of every spot of the spectrum of who we are as humans, you can love you because God loves you. You have permission to. You have permission to wake up and say, I'm imperfect. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I ain't got it all together today, Chase, but mm, love you. And it could be helpful to, to have a definition of love biblically. Because sometimes we mix in acceptance and approval and intimacy with love. From a biblical perspective, love means to desire good for. That's it. The Father desires good for us, period. No strings attached, and it's not about him. So when we talk about love for each other, and yeah, we can mix some of those other things in to color it differently, but the bottom line is when I say I love you, I say I desire good for you. And I desire good for me, too. Yeah. It's even actually more difficult than the latter statement. Yeah. Right? I desire good for me. That's right. I actually want you to try that on. I want you to, when you have the courage to say it, I want you to say it out loud. I desire good for me. Some of y'all like, does he mean right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, when you have the courage, like. That's not the same thing as saying, I desire every pleasure I would ever imagine. I desire good for me. I will not withhold good from me just because I messed up yesterday. Yeah. And I will not punish myself 
when God doesn't. <laughs> Come on. I desire good for me. You can love you because God loves you. You have permission to do so if you needed that. I dubbed the authority to love yourself. Because of the next slide. You can love others because God loves you. The truth is, if you don't get that, other, that last slide first, that's always going to be the real ceiling to your ability to love people around you. Right. Your ceiling of loving your siblings, your children, your spouse, your neighbor, your co-workers, your anything else is capped by how much you love you. And you're constantly afraid of people judging you because you're judging you. But if you take that lid off, guess what? The anxiousness goes with it. If you are desiring and seeking good for you, then also you get to desire and seek good for others. It is capped by our love for ourselves, and that's why Jesus says the greatest commandment is this. Love the God your Father with your whole heart, mind, soul, strength, every part of who you are, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. As means just like. <laughs> So I'm saying this is something that Jesus, Savior of the world, Lord of my life said is this, this is how that math works out. So if I want to love my neighbor well, then the truth is I have to increase my capacity for loving me. Whew. And that feels backwards to some of us because we're supposed to just be like, everybody else and make sure everybody else is good. Nah, that's not what Jesus says. <laughs> that's how we burn out. <laughs> and then we're not actually desiring good for people. We're just making sure that our reputation isn't garbage. It's not about them anymore if it's just about making them feel good. It feels weird. Just about that's anxious. I don't want to get fired. Then it's not really about loving. It's just about me not looking bad. But if I love, if I live like Christ, which is unconditional love, then I can be confident. <laughs> and the fear of punishment is not what's driving me. That's it. There isn't anything more profound than that today. But I would say that from every age in this room, we need reminders like that from every once in a while. You might have actually come in with a full coat of I don't like me on. You may be covering yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally hiding because you're afraid that when they see the real you, they will not love it. I promise you, I promise you, when you love it, not only will it not matter if they love it, 
Not only will it not matter if they love it, but the truth is people love what other people love. That's how that works. It's just human psychology. That's the reason why I want a Tesla. I got to throw that in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> people love what other people love. That's how it works. That's, what, that's how things trend. If you want to trend, love you. <laughs> I'm not saying that this is about becoming popular. I'm just saying let's just be real about how this works. Nobody likes what people don't like. <laughs> that's how it works. If you love you, Others will too. And if you love you, you will have the capacity to love others. And love is something that is to be spread generously, just like God does. So, I want to invite you to pause for a moment. Times around here, pause and ask God to let something be, I'll say, bubble up to the surface of my thinking, of my mind, about a way that I'm not really loving myself well. Remember, this is not about you getting everything you want. It's just about good, desiring good. requires some courage on your part to look at what's inside of you and you over here? Yeah. Um, to look at what's inside of you and um, say that just because I don't like what I see doesn't mean I'm going to stop loving me. It's for a second. If you could, just take us through some breathing for a moment. Yeah. Like, I had a guess. Yeah, I know. It's kind of off the cuff, but go for it. No, uh, Jesus was preparing me as you were saying, like, okay, I'm getting up here this morning. Great. Um, so a big thing about loving ourselves is having conscious awareness that we can actually feel that love and receive that love. And so that takes connecting with our bodies and not just keeping the love in your head of knowing and forcing yourself to love yourself because that doesn't work because there's things in our nervous system that stops us from actually going to that place of love that God has for us. So right now we're just gonna connect with our bodies and take a deep breath in through your nose. And out of your mouth. And I invite you to ask Jesus where it is that the light of his love is in your body right now. Because <laughs> it's there. 
And as you do that, ask how should I move this light of love through my body? And if you feel like you're having a hard time connecting with that, go back to taking a deep breath through your nose. That's a nervous system block telling you you don't feel safe yet to feel that, and that's okay. And if you need to, you can pretend that Jesus is sitting right next to you, real life Emmanuel, <laughs> and asking him to show you how to receive that love. And if you need to, if you're feeling like a lot is coming up, you can start moving your body in a way that releases whatever energy doesn't feel so great to you right now. Because we often have patterns that get stuck in our body, and so the best way for our body to express that is through movement. Spirit of God. Did you? You see what's there that blocks me from being able to receive your love fully. I surrender it to you and receive your love for me. <laughs> 